Hey, Emerge Man, Pastor Jurgen, I'm so glad to be back and I'm so glad to be here tonight speaking to you about masculinity, about manhood. My gosh, the world has been at war against you. Masculinity has never been so under fire as it has today. We've got men who can't compete with other men, so they go over and they compete in the women's section. Even though they were born biologically a male, they'd think with some makeup and some lipstick and some hormone replacements, they can. And so just recently in Canada, uh, the, the women's weightlifting gold medal was shattered by a mere 463 pounds. Men should not be competing against women, men with men. But because we live in a time of incredible confusion, it's not just in that field, it's confusion in the home, it's confusion in the workplace. Most men are lost right now, in, in adrift in a sea of not knowing who they are, what they are, where they are, what they're called to, what they're meant to carry. So I wanna take us back tonight, back to Genesis chapter one, back to the original, inception and the original plan of God. The beautiful thing about the Bible is it's not just a manual on how to do life, it actually takes you back to the primary purpose of God. So in Genesis 1:26, it was God's idea to create you. God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Genesis 1:27 says, and the Lord made man in his image, and because God's a follow through God. Whatever God sets out to do, whatever God says he will do, you can take it to the bank. His word is his seal and his seal is his word. In fact, the Bible says that the word was God and that God is his word. You can't separate the two. Then in verse 28, God blessed man. God blessed man. Let me just tell you this. You were created to, to not only uh, bear God's image, but you were created to walk in God's blessing, to walk in God's favor, to walk in God's identity, God's destiny, and God's purpose for your life. So I'm gonna go through those in just a moment. But I want you to understand, God says, I want you to be blessed, I want you to be fruitful, and I want you to multiply. We come under attack all the time in this house because we're one of those prosperity preaching churches. Let me just tell you, the very inception, the very beginning the first mention of man in the Bible is associated with God's blessing, with that man increasing, that man flourishing, that man being fruitful, and that man having no limit, no ceiling to his increase and dominion. God says, fill the entire earth, subdue, exercise dominion. So don't believe the lies that you're meant to just struggle and you're meant to just eke through life. There are seven things I want to talk to you tonight about, seven areas that as you commit yourself to emerge, and I don't in any way believe that I'm going to fix all of these things in one night. You know, maybe there's one area that'll jump out and, you know, you're going to go to work on it. But emerge men's ministry really is a discipleship process. It really is commit to us for life. Just like every day you'll floss or every day you clean your teeth or regularly go to the gym or understand if I ever want to look my best, then I need to eat well and I need to exercise. In the same way, if you want to flourish in life, you need to be part of Emerge. You need to be part of a men's ministry. You need part of men's prayer and you need to be part of a men's group. You need accountability. You need brothers around you as iron sharpens iron. So a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. 
The first thing that we see in Genesis 1, 26 and 27 is that God created man in his image and in his likeness. The first thing I want you to understand is you and I are called to reflect God in the earth. You and I are called to reflect God in the earth. This really, really helped me because, uh, and maybe your story is similar, I came from a very, very uh, broken father. My father wasn't fathered, and so he didn't know how to father. And so he was a very, very broken man. He was a very, very angry man. He was a very, very bitter man. And when you're angry, bitter, and broken, life has pain. And to numb that pain, he decided that alcohol would be his medication preference. The problem is you, you over-medicate, you drink too much, and then before you know it, the pain doesn't go. You just inflict that pain on those who are closest to you. And so whether it was my mother, myself, my little brother, we were all the recipients of the anger and the bitterness that he had on the inside of him. So when I got saved, when I was 18 years of age, God showed me something very, very powerful. God showed me that he is actually a perfect father and that I can actually go to him and I can look at his model and I can look at his blueprint and I can study the schematics of the way that God loves and the way that God intervenes and the way that God delivers and the way that God responds. And God says, you can literally choose today whether you wanna reflect your father's DNA biologically or whether you wanna reflect your heavenly father's DNA in the earth. And so I chose God. And maybe tonight that's what you need to do. You need to choose God. The second element is that we are not just called to reflect, but we're called to bear. We're called to bear God's image. You may even say, well, what's the difference between reflect God's image and bear God's image? I'm so glad you asked. The difference is that to, to bear something, like we've talked about, hey, man, you know, sometimes that's just the cross we bear. You will find that the sons of God, in John 1, 12, it says, to as many as received Christ, to as many as received him, God gave them the power. God gave them the authority to become the sons of God. But you need to understand that the sons of unrighteousness, the sons of wickedness, persecute relentlessly the sons of God. So you and I are called to bear persecution. You and I are called to bear bitterness. If you're looking, hey, I'm, I'm coming to Christianity, I'm checking it out, it looks like a safe haven. If I become a Christian, everyone will love me, right? Sorry, it's the exact opposite. You will find that there's a, a target immediately on your back. The devil will come after you. And you'll find that you may even get persecuted in your family, in your home, amongst your friends, in your workplace. But I want you to know the Bible says that those who bear these things, those who can endure to the end, receive a crown from him. I've made a decision. Everybody has to stand for something. Everybody has to stand for something. I've decided I'm standing with God, for God in the earth because throughout eternity, in a thousand years' time, nobody who stood for God today, that was persecuted today, that took a beating today for standing with God, in a thousand years' time will say, man, I regret that. Everyone will be saying, man, best decision I ever made. Third one is you are called to carry. We're not just called to reflect and bear, but you and I are called to carry you will find that the male biology is different to the female biology. We have greater bone density, um, testosterone strength. 
You were called to carry a burden. You were called to carry a weight. You and I were called to carry responsibility. It's no wonder that Hollywood makes out like that, that men are inept and unable to make commitments and we struggle with commitments. The hesitation and the pause that we have towards committing is because we are wired to take responsibility and we, and we, we know it's inevitable. We just want to make sure that we've got that right. So you were created to carry a responsibility. You were called to carry a great purpose in the earth. Number four is you were called to lead. Leadership is from the front. It's not from the back. Men lead. Lead your home. Can I tell you, most men don't lead because they're uncertain. Most men don't lead because they feel disqualified. Most men don't lead because they feel insecure. And so they, they allow the, the, the woman to lead or the, the loudest voice to lead or others to lead. At Emerge, we're going to empower you so that you realize that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. You will find that in this house, in an Emerge ministry, that you're going to find your lead go to the front. You're going to lead from the front of the pack and you're going to lead. You may lead a wrong decision. That's okay. As long as the car's moving, you can correct. You can do a course correction. Number five is you are called to stand. You and I are called as men to stand, to draw a line in the sand and say, you know what, you're not coming after our children, you're not doing gender trans, trans nonsense, you're not going to take them and medicate them. You, we, are, we are keeping LGBTQ garbage from our schools. We are standing up to protect the innocent, to protect our children. We are standing for righteousness. We are standing for truth. We're standing for family values. We're standing for the flag. We're standing for America. We're standing for our troops. We're standing for those who lay down their lives. Men stand. Number six is courage. To stand, you got to have courage. God requires men to have courage. God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Then you'll make your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success. Nothing changes until courage rises in men. Emerge and put courage in you. And the last one, number seven, is that you are created to war. You are created to fight. The other night I was watching an old movie. It's called Tombstone. I'm your Huckleberry. Why, Johnny Ringo, you look like someone just walked over your grave. I ain't got no fight with you longer. Oh, I beg to differ, sir. And this time, it's legal. Say when, say when. Poor old Daisy, strain was more than he could bear. I love that movie. In that movie, it's the, the, the movie of the Wild Wild West. It's, it's, you know, in Tombstone, Arizona. But because of wicked men with weapons, each man had to protect his own home. Today, we have a military because we, we live in a time of peace, so we have a military who fight our battles for us. But make no mistake, we're living in an age again where each man has to fight for his marriage, fight for his family. Fight. In fact, tell me what you're fighting for and I'll tell you the measure of your manhood in God. I've just wet your whistle tonight. I've run out of time. I know that our campus pastors are going to get up right now and they're going to knock this out of the park. But I want you to know that God has a plan. He has a purpose. He has an original intent, an original design. Jump into a merge. Throw yourself in. Don't just make it a one-off event. Don't just think this is a, a, a one-fix event. It's a lifestyle and it's a lifetime together of sharpening each other. Love you so much. God bless you.